crab ass face. Crab ass face. They meant crab face. <laughs> mm. Don't you usually call her Krabby Appleton? Krabby yeah, Appleton. <laughs> yeah. Krabby Appleton. Do you want to go sit with Bop Bop? No, you're out. No. She says, <laughs> she says you're out of the mix no. all the time. No, you're out of the mix. Welcome back to family with Ellie Nick. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. Melissa Bernard. Andy Brampernard. And Cassie Schrader. And I'm <laughs> like a whale. I was the original. <laughs> oh well there's a pink pink ghost. <laughs> We'll be back with a screaming baby right after this. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Oh, Black Betty Bama Lamb. This one, music was music. I agree. This is a great song. Great song. Black Betty had a child. The damn thing went wild. It came out today. Five be condemned. Oh, Black Betty? Oh, there's no way to get by with that today. No chance. You're absolutely right. All right, so I have to tell you about the worst movie in the history of movie making. Uh, we were just talking this. about uh, Hollywood is screwed. They, the oh, television is dreadful. It's sinking, terrible. Sinking like a rock. The movies are horrible. That's the worst year in history. It is. There's no. Yeah, for, financially, it is yeah, the worst, worst year. year in it is absolutely because it's all garbage. It's all political you see garbage. The, the leading now. movies like 250 million. Big deal. Yeah, I know. That's no, it's nothing. nothing. So I went and saw this movie named Lighthouse. Okay. <laughs> Movies named Lighthouse supposed to be a thriller. Thriller. The movie's about two guys. One of them's Willem Dafoe, and I don't know the other guy. The acting in it's really good. Willem Dafoe's usually good. Yeah. The acting in it's good, but this is a a thriller, apparently. Uh, It's basically them arguing, them drinking, and them uh, whacking off. Hmm. That's pretty much the whole movie. There's a scene where the younger guy is downstairs, and Willem Dafoe's upstairs. He's going like, "Uh, uh, uh, like that. All of a sudden, this white liquid drips down through the ceiling. I'm like, I gotta Ew. go. I just literally said, I can't be here anymore. I gotta go home. I okay. left. I was supposed to be banging oh, some serpent garbage. or octopus <laughs> or something. What are you I watching? It's a movie called I Thought Willem Dafoe. It's gotta be good. Yeah, he's usually he's pretty good. wonderful. Hollywood's it's, desperate. It is the worst movie yeah. I've ever seen. And I didn't see the last half hour, 45 minutes, so maybe it got really good. But it was horrible. 
I haven't seen any good movies. There's a scene in which a guy is looking at a dead bird on the ground, and another bird flies up and looks at him. And then the bird looks down at the other dead bird and goes after the guy. The guy grabs the bird and beats it on a rock about 50 times. He just keeps beating this bird on a yeah, rock. It's just shocking. It's like, what you are know. you doing? It's, they're desperate. Yep. They are desperate. Hollywood is done. They're Seriously. In trouble. They're they've, in big they've, trouble. They've, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Desensitized Suck. their audience so bad that all they have yeah, left is just point. over-the-top sex and violence. That is a good point, because that's what this is. It's over-the-top violence and sex. That's yep. the whole movie now. That's well, every TV show. And every, oh, TV's yeah. so bad now. It's the same story. What are we doing for the black man? Now, Jesus, yes, I understand we all want to get along, but every story is about race in Hollywood now. Every one of them. And, and I gave up on Netflix because you, watch, you get invested in these series and you watch whole thing and there's no ending. Yeah, yeah, there's they just no end. Ending. Like the last scene just, just, just goes away. Like what, I just wasted my time. The Sopranos started that. Ugh. That yeah, was the so worst ending in the history of movies. But, but they all, they, all, the, all the Netflix series, they don't have endings. They just leave you hanging. Somebody told me that the Comiskey Method, the first few uh, are really good and the last two are horrible. Well, every, every <clears throat> series I've watched, the last two are horrible. Yeah. You know, you know what's a really good series and you would never, you would never watch it? You, nobody was going to watch it because of the title and what, what, this, what it's about. But the series Glow... Oh yeah, I heard that. It's an awesome series. It's about the guy who created Glow and it got kicked off TV and he went to Vegas Live and it's a really good series and and it's uh, Mark Maron is the star in it. Oh, it's it's a great. It's so well written and so well. Whoever did the directing to put it in the early '80s Mm -hmm. did the perfect job. Yeah, everything is perfect early early '80s. Except you hired Mark Maron who can't act worth a damn. He's actually pretty good in this one. He is. Yeah, he's because he was terrible in that last. No, he's pretty good in it. He, he, what was that IFC well, show? A, he, he always plays himself. Yeah, that's much. true. That, that but, is true. But he yeah. is his character fits his character in this oh, movie. Okay, good. But there's a lot of great people in it, and it's really a ho- a Hollywood movie. I mean, Hollywood show. Like they they drop names like Bordners. If you live in Hollywood, everybody knows Bordners. It's one of the oldest bars in Hollywood. Actually, it is the oldest bar in Hollywood on Cherokee and Sunset. It's been there for. It's the oldest bar in Hollywood, like right. 1909 or something. But they drop names. It's a really well-written series. And it's very entertaining. And it's not about sex and violence. It's, not at it's, all? No, it's very funny. It's it's a very good show. Does anybody whack it and then all of a sudden the liquid drips? Yeah. No. There is. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm not kidding you. It was hideous. No, but there is, a, there is one, uh, one scene where this guy kisses another guy. With his girlfriend there, but that's about it. We have well, a caller. Whatever works. Is it Derek again? No. It's Damn right. it. Wendy, 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 Wendy. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Wonderful, how are you? Oh, good. Yeah, that movie sounds gross. Oh, I mean, if I, if I want to. If I want to watch something that's like entertaining and not disgusting, I will watch The Holzer Files on Thursday night at 9 p.m. <laughs> Thank you, Wendy. Uh, Exactly. You're unbelievable. Hey, by the way, you were great in Nashville. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, I had terrific. such a good time. I mean, uh, that crazy hockey game. I'm sorry. It's like... Four nothing. Yeah. The catfish. They, they have this obsession with, like, whenever they score a goal, they play this country song by Tim McGraw. And then on the video, it's Tim McGraw swinging around a catfish. And it's like, what the heck? What? Swing yeah, I know. It was really weird. I looked at Mo- I looked at Monica, and I'm like, because I went with a couple other people. I looked at her, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And she's like, "I have no idea." Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to go down and check anything out uh, along those. I, we were walking down there. I tell you what, that whole area with a convention center and the uh, Bridgestone Arena. And there's mm-hmm. a, a concert, a smaller concert venue in that arena. It's a beautiful, beautiful setup. It is absolutely beautiful, but it is horrible humid out there. Yike. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way I, too humid for this girl. I did not know that. I had no idea. Great mm-hmm. restaurants, though. Nashville was, I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a wonderful time. Well, you know, when we go next year, then I can, then I can go to some of the places I didn't get to go this year. Are you going to go to Key West, too? Uh, yeah. What a woman! I, I knew it. I could count on I you. I haven't booked it yet, but yes, I'm going. <laughs> God, are you guys coming down? You guys coming down for Key West? 
Uh, Second week in February. Not. What do you mean, probably not? Probably, he goes, probably, probably not. not. Come on, you Andy. On you, right and your, you and your wife need a warm vacation in the middle of freezing February. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. See, listen to that by the way, action, by the way, Andy. Congratulations to you guys, too. Thank, Thank you. you. You know, no, not so, so much enthusiasm there, Andy. Once you've been to Key West like two or three times, I've know. only been once, and it was what? probably one of the times. I've never been to Florida. I've never been to Florida before, and I my first try was in Florida was Key West. And a friend of mine's like, "Yep, you spoiled yourself for anywhere else in Florida. That's the uh, best." I, I disagree. I think there's better spots in Florida than Key West. But once you've been to Key West so many times, it never changes. So there's nothing, no, never, there's nothing new ever there. Well, so I've never been to Europe either, Nick. So I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm not the world traveler. There's good places in Florida that I think are better than Key Isla West. Isla Mirada, you like that? I do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isla Mirada is oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Tom, my husband said something. He goes, yeah, you got to tell Tom. He goes, because this doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, okay. So we were, you know, hearing about how Representative Omar was talking about Western imperialism. And he said, well, he says, okay, hear me out. He says, she is an elected official mm-hmm. in the government of the United States. Doesn't that qualify her as a Western imperialist? And I would said, think so. I so. Yeah, you ran for office, a Western imperialist office. What are you doing? So she wants to overcome herself, basically, is what you're talking about. <laughs> I'd like her to overcome herself, I tell you what. Just be quiet. That woman is crazy. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that there's one or two other people that are, like, starting, they're going to run against her. Yeah, they've had and, enough for her. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, and I think they're Somali, too, and it's like, like I... <laughs> Like one of my neighbors said, they're like, "Ugh, we're Somali and we're embarrassed." So yeah, can't we just yeah. have somebody that's like not crazy. Well, the like only that person that could beat her is another is another Somali. Probably true. Yeah. No, it's hundred mm-hmm. no, well, percent. And that's that's what they said. They're like, we have to look for somebody that has common sense that's not going to be crazy like this because she makes the rest of us look bad by her comments. Yeah, and I'm like, that's true. That is awesome. I mean, because. You know, like I told, there was a candidate that came around in our neighborhood, and I actually talked to this one. She was really good. I don't know if she won or not. But I said, you know, what I don't want to hear from uh, from politicians is people of color. Because you know what? We're I all agree. some color. I think I said, people of color is ridiculous. In this neighborhood here, I said, the neighbors, we may not know each other, like, extremely well, but I'm not going to say my... You know, my black neighbor, my Hmong neighbor, my Mexican no, neighbor. God. They're just my neighbors. Yep. And that's the way we feel about each other. It's like... That's how it should be. You know, we, we don't have to separate ourselves in order to become harmonious. And she's like, I completely agree with you. No, that's how it should be. Like I said, no better, no worse. Treat everybody the same. Be wonderful. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could be gonna, their crazy neighbor, happen. and that wouldn't be okay because, you know, it's not by skin color. It's just because sometimes, you know, I'm crazy sometimes. Well, there is okay that. that. I mean, we can't, it's pretty hard to yeah. deny, you know. No, I'm I, crazy. I'm, I'm like, kind with an edge. Isn't that what you told? <laughs> you said that on the radio when we came back from Key West. Yes. I looked at my husband, and I said, honest to God, I can't really argue with him. <laughs> he goes, he goes no, I edge. think you nailed it pretty much on the head. Yeah, see, there you go. That's all you need to know. Absolutely. So I don't know. We'll, yeah, my we'll... husband won't come with, but he says to say hi. Why won't he come with you? His perfect vacation is camping, and I hate camping. <laughs> Very I'm enthusiastic. Like, I did about enough. Camp- We've been married over thirty-three years. I camped enough when we were early married. Never again. I, I hit my quota. I'm good to go. I served my time. Yeah, I don't do camping. I my no time. camping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only camping I do is a five-star hotel. <laughs> yeah, bingo. Roughing it for me is a motel with no pool or yeah. a black and white TV. No yeah, there you go. For me. I. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, that movie uh, that I saw, Lighthouse. It's in black mm-hmm. and white too. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, it's, it's in black and white so it's, too. It's, it's artsy yep, and yeah, it's sexual. Arts. Yeah, it's, uh, it's artsy, sexual, and violent. But other than they that, used everything. To show those, they used to show those movies at the fair at the Ferrells, didn't they? For was it? Oh, what was that? That place that they oh the peep shows. Oh yeah, yeah. You're talking shows, about yeah, yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
What the hell was the name of that theater again? It was owned by... I, uh, I can't remember, but it used to be on the corner of Dale and University. That's and exactly tore, right. They tore there? it down. Oh, it was Kitty Corner from those a, in Hollywood. Well, it was Kitty Corner from a bar that used to have a lot of um, uh, ladies of the evening transactions. That's correct. Yes. Or at least ladies for five minutes transactions. Yeah. And uh, they they tore down that bar and they replaced it with a police substation, which I thought was hilarious. That <laughs> <laughs> was a good spot for it. I uh, mm-hmm. I do remember when they shut down that theater. I will mm-hmm. never forget oh, it. The Faust. The Faust. That's exactly right. The notorious Faust. They mm-hmm. shut down the Faust Theater and they sent out film crews. And I don't know how it happened, but uh, somehow tons and tons of KQRS stickers were on the side of the building when they filmed it. Really? <laughs> yeah, you can tell they put them up there just to make us look oh, bad. God. It's like the media in this town has been so crazy about KQRS, it's unbelievable. Well, they, anybody with success, they go after. Well, that's true. They don't like, yeah, they do like to knock you down a peg, don't they? Oh, this, they no, love nowhere it. like Minneapolis does that. Oh, you're absolutely I knew some, right. I knew someone that once asked me, like, oh, you listen to KQ? I said, yeah, all the fun people listen to KQ. Exactly. Now we're, t- Wendy, I've always loved you. I want you to know that. I know. We're the fun people, Tom. Come fun, on now. That's what it's all about, no question about it. All right, mm-hmm. behave the rest of the day. Actually, yeah, you too. I got to get back to work, but thank right. back to have work. a great day, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you, Wendy. Bye. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy calling in, ladies. That's pretty good. Wendy and Derek, those are yeah, good callers right there. we do right have there. a guest, though. We do? Yes, we got a guest. They actually and called We're, we're going to talk about back pain and the opioid problem because he had just put out a book, and all the proceeds this month are going to go towards opiate addiction. Is, it, is this an MD? Yes. Good, because I want to ask him a question. Oh, I thought it was George Foreman. <laughs> I just had him on this morning. Pain, George Foreman's pain relief. Oh, Seriously? really? Yeah. Wait, it's uh, George Foreman? Yeah. No, no, no. This no. One, not this one. I okay. wish, I because like, I'm going to tell him how much I love his grill. Do you know? I love his grill, too. When I went back, because I quit high school, and then they, a couple of years later, I said, would you come back and just come to homeroom? So they give, they get the federal funding, I get the diploma, whatever, right? You know who our hall guard was? George Foreman. Really? <laughs> and everybody looked at him and went, you probably better not piss him off. Let <laughs> be my guest tonight. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him about it this morning. I said, remember when you were a hall guard at Minneapolis? He goes, oh, those were the days. I got to get back to Minneapolis, the great place. <laughs> I said, yeah, I do remember. Uh, the the wisdom at the school, George, was uh, let's not mess with George Foreman. He went, that was wise. <laughs> how old? He's got to be pretty old, right? Oh, he's, got, he's got to be Seven. 70, uh, maybe. I don't uh, know how old he's going to be. Let me, let me look it up. We'll take a break here, and we'll come back. We'll find out how old George Foreman is. we got a special guest. we got all kinds of stuff right after this with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years, but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner, and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? (laughs) Real nice. Chuck Knobloch. (laughs) Chuck (laughs) Knobloch. If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. 
There you go. Somebody's rocking out today. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all about. Ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest, the book is called Release Yourself from Back Pain Without Opioids, The Truth Behind the Cause and the Cure for Low Back Pain. Thomas J. Kleeman, M.D., K-L-E-E-M-A-N. And the book is available on Amazon and everywhere. Dr. Kleeman, how are you? Hi, thanks for uh, having me. It's my pleasure. I've assumed that my low back pain has come from carrying so many people in this business. <laughs> what do you think, Doc? <laughs> I actually have real, I have real legit medical questions Uh-oh, for you. Oh, here we go. So okay. I, I've okay. had chronic <laughs> lower, I've had, I'm 55 years old. I've had chronic lower back pain since I was literally preteen, like 12. And, okay. And th- I've, so at, through the years, I have figured things out. So my back will get so bad where I I literally can't hold my own body weight. But after I go to the bathroom, it goes away. Great. So I figured out it's an intestinal issue that's pressing something, pressing on my spine or a nerve in my lower back. Is that possible? Okay. It's absolutely possible. Uh, You know, the... The nerves that run through your back uh, go down through your uh, lower abdomen, and uh, there's a lot of things that can press on them once they've left the spine. And uh, particularly if you've had very specific symptoms that seem to go away after going to the bathroom, whatever's been irritating or compressing those nerves, at least for the time being, isn't compressing them anymore. Of course, you have to ask yourself, what about the nerves would allow them to be irritated uh, in that manner? And so there still could be a spinal source that that is creating the initial problem, and then you have this, this secondary uh, irritation or compression in the abdomen. We call that double crush syndrome, where the nerves are kind of getting hit at two different uh, levels. Well, of course, I've had my back x-rayed a million times in my life because I constantly go to the doctor and say, my back is killing me, and they go, there's nothing wrong with your back. It's perfect. X-rays are worthless with it's, nerves, though. So it's, yeah, and, and, and literally, I, I have a bowel movement, my back is fine for a week, and then it starts hurting For again. a week? Yeah, yeah, as long as I don't eat any big, heavy meals, I, I'm good for a uh-huh. week. As soon as I eat something well, big I, and heavy, right back in the yeah. back pain. Well, that's, you know, it's an unusual story, I'll have to tell you, but, but it certainly is uh, possible. I, we hear a lot of unusual cures for back pain in our business, and some of them make sense and, and some of them don't. Uh, you know, we still go to the low-hanging fruit uh, that people need to be trying to exercise and stay active and keep moving and keep their weight down and not smoke and do all of those things because we know that's going to help almost regardless of the problem. And I, I do all those things. I have, I'm getting my perfect weight, and I have. I bought Tom's old horse ranch, so I exercise constantly. That's true. Ten horses and taking care of that property, so it's a lot of work. Well, that's good. Do you spend a lot of time sitting? Nope, constantly working. Oh, the only time I spend go. sitting is when I come do this show, <laughs> two hours a week. <laughs> Let me. I mean, since we're on to your your bowel issues, I don't mean to embarrass you, but no, not at all. But uh, you can't embarrass you, him, Doctor <laughs> Kleeman. It's not possible. It's impossible. <laughs> oh, that's my kind of patient. You can't embarrass him. <laughs> yeah, I tell go. my doctor everything. <laughs> that's good. So when uh, let me ask you a question: If you like take a stool softener or something like that, or when you have very loose stools, do you still get the problem? You know what I do, and it, it's it's I, I started a log because I wanted to fix the problem. So you I started about your logs the whole time here. <laughs> I started <laughs> I started a log of like what I ate and when I go to the bathroom and when my back hurts. So I've, I and, yeah. and, and and then I do have colitis, so that is an issue. I was going to ask you about colitis because that would definitely be something I'd be looking for. Yeah, I do have colitis. And uh, I've got my coitus under control because coitus is all diet, getting not eating wheat, not eating heavy meals. I'm, and I'm an Italian, so I like the Italian Mediterranean diet of just eating small things throughout the day. If I do that, I, I don't have any yeah. back pain. I will never have back pain if I eat small things throughout the day. The problem is my other half likes to make dinner. <laughs> so then you sit yeah. down and sure. eat dinner. You wake up the next morning, you can't get out of bed until you, till you go to the bathroom. Yeah. 
Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with changing your habits. You know that old saying that you should eat breakfast like a king and lunch like a prince and dinner like a pauper. I mean, the Greeks have, have shown that kind of timing of their meals to be uh, really healthy and it's not that hard to adopt it you might think about that yeah i i think that's a great idea now dr Kleeman, i don't think he's, he's probably a little embarrassed to bring it up but also <laughs> do you think his mental illness affects his back too <laughs> well you know the, the the new research that's being done which is really fascinating because they developed these things called functional mris mm-hmm. which for the first time we can look inside people's brains and see what parts of the brains are are acting dur- during different symptoms that they're having. And and what they've shown, which is just mind-boggling to me, is that, you know how when you ask somebody, well, what's your pain on a scale of 0 to 10? And some people will say 3, and another one will say 10 plus. And, and, and because, you know, we can measure heart rate, blood pressure, and all of these things objectively, but we can't measure pain objectively. So when they do these studies, they show that the pain say from your back or from a stubbed toe or from whatever, they all enter your brain exactly the same. But once they're in the brain, something changes that pattern. And the, the uh, prefrontal cortex, for instance, will show more activity in some people than others, even though the, the, the pons area where the signals come in was the same. And the people that register the pain higher will have more brain activity in those areas. And so the big question is, well, what's going on up there that changes that signal and intensifies it? And there's a lot of research being done on that right now to see what exactly is the mechanism of that. But the bottom line is we know that, that pain is very much perceived in the brain and, and, and how it processes those signals. And, um, you know, patients hate that. If I if I even mention to a patient, well, your, your pain's in your head, Ooh. they just like you'd never say that to a patient that's right, that's a good right. way to get a door slammed and yet when you think about it all of our of our symptoms are perceived in the brain and that's why modern treatment of of chronic pain like back pain can't overlook what's going on in a person's mind and and how healthy their the thought processes are and by working on those areas as well as the physical areas we have a much better chance of, of helping these people. It's funny because when I first start going to the doctor, my pain actually isn't in my lower back. It's farther down and d- down near my coccyx, and, and it's so deep that I can't even find it with my finger. But it's in that where that's just all bone. There's nothing down there, mm-hmm. and I've had it. Yeah. I've had it X-rayed every way possible. They did say I, I had arthritis down there. Ooh. Degenerative arthritis, yeah. Yeah. but that was only in the last like five years. They're telling me that. Well, it sounds like you've kind of worked your own problem through and come up with with good solutions. Well, like, I've, I've made I it better. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes that's the best you can do. You know, we, we want a cure. We want zero pain. We want to, you know, give someone our credit card and get back a, a miracle cure. And as you know, the longer you live on this planet, the more you realize that that, that often just isn't possible. I just have, but if you can modify it and, and make it livable, that's still a, that's still a win. That's I just have one, one last question for you. Then you can you can we can talk about the opiate problems and all. Oh, we can. Well, can we? Well, he can talk about the opiate problems <laughs> because it's um, you know me. I'm I say it every day. It's our biggest problem in this country. No, you're absolutely Drugs right. Drugs are the biggest yep. problem in America. So I have horses and horse joint pain. Everyone uses DMSO. DMSO has been around a long time. Is DMS? I, I have some joint pain in my wrist and my knee. Can I use DMSO yep. on my knee and my wrist? Uh, good question. Um, you know, the only thing that's really been shown to help joint pain is is that combination of glucosamine and chondroitin, and that there's scientific studies that show that that helps. Uh, well, why would it help a horse and not things, me? Um. Uh, well, it probably would help you. It's just that the science hasn't really looked at it in the same way. But, but you're right. I mean, horses can't have a placebo effect. So 
it either it either really works or it doesn't. And mm-hmm. if it does work on their joints, it probably would work on you as well. Yeah, and it's five bucks for a big tub. <laughs> and, 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 and Bill Sweet Farm. <laughs> a lot better than the opioids. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I'm going to go down to my local vet supply store. It's always it's, and I'm it's, gonna... it's only wood alcohol. That's what it is. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's byproduct from making paper. It's wood alcohol, oh, I didn't and it, know that. It, it, it gets rid of inflammation. I had no idea that was true. We are talking to Dr. Yeah. Thomas J. Kleeman, ladies and gentlemen, about his book, Release Yourself from Back Pain Without Opioids, a huge, huge uh, thing, the truth behind the cause and the cure for low back pain. Now, uh, Dr. Kleeman, you talk about the five myths about back pain that even doctors don't know about. What, what's that all about? Yes. Well, because there are so many mysteries about back pain that we're just beginning to unravel. For instance, it's assumed by a lot of people that, you know, I had an injury 20 years ago and that's how I got back pain or or my job requires a lot of lifting and that's how I got back pain. But, but you know, they now are studying identical twins, which is like having a clone of yourself, right? And they find that, that when twins were separated at birth and lived different lifestyles and one had injuries, one smoked, one was a white collar worker, one was a blue collar worker. When they looked at their spines, they were all the same, regardless of what they did. And so these studies are starting to to bring some light on the fact that so many of our medical problems, including back pain, really at the end of the day are genetic. And so you can blame your parents. You know, if you got a bad back, blame your father, blame your mother. But but uh, that's really the source of it. Now, certainly injuries can can aggravate a problem. You can still rupture a disc from lifting something too heavy. But what made that spine susceptible to that injury is probably genetic. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Genetics, genetics are a big part of and, it. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. And and you like another myth is you, you see these books and I hear doctors saying all the time, well, you know, a herniated disc is like a jelly donut, you know, where you, you kind of squish this stuff out. And, and it, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, there is no jelly-like substance in an adult disc. It's, it's very solid and and it doesn't squish out. It, it's it's more like like a, if you can imagine a wedge of pie kind of separating from the rest of the pie. That's that's more what's really going on. I I, I, uh, I was always a knuckle cracker, and I've I've gotten the habit of cracking my back every morning. Is that healthy or unhealthy? Yeah. Well, you you just saved yourself going to the chiropractor. I mean, <laughs> and I, and that's I, basically what what I, they're doing. And I've learned a trick. You have to do it the second you wake up, or your right when your muscles start to wake up, then it won't crack. It. The second really? I wake up, if I twist, my whole back cracks all the way down. But you have to do it. I have to do You're it the right. second I wake up while my body's still very relaxed. And it works perfect. Well, and that's absolutely right. And what you're actually doing is you're releasing little pockets of nitrogen that accumulate in the joints in the back of your spine called the facet joints. And that's why you can't do it twice, because once you release that that little pocket of, of nitrogen, it, it takes a while before it reaccumulates. So, you, you know, you get one good crack, and then kind of that's it for a while. And I tell you, if I get that right the second I wake up, I feel great the whole day. Really? Oh, absolutely. It's a night It's night and day. If I don't get it, because if you wait, to, if you don't do it right when you wake up, and mm-hmm. then your muscles start tensing up, yeah, it won't yeah, let them pop. And then I don't feel good as th- if I get it. I should try that. So are you interested in helping me write a sequel to my book? Uh, you know, <laughs> You've got to do it. <laughs> well, I've been fighting this so long in my life that I took matters into my own hands because nobody could help me. Really? <laughs> I'm serious. Well, I went to every doctor, know, and they're like, what are you talking about? You're a young kid. Get out of here. I'm like, no, I'm in pain. Yep. Yeah, and, and it really drives you crazy when you got it. And uh, uh, it, it, People don't and, understand it, lower back pain is... It's debilitating, and you can't do anything. Yeah, until you've had it, it's really hard to relate to somebody else's pain. Yeah, that makes sense. The next book, Thomas J. Kleeman, Dr. Thomas J. Kleeman, and L.A. Nick. That's the next book right there. It'll be well, I do have, I do have a lot of experience with it. I really do. He goes, it would be a bestseller. It would be a bestseller. <laughs> Dr. Kleeman, you're a great guest. You've got a great attitude. You know a lot about what you're talking about. It's a wonderful thing. Book is available everywhere, sir. 
yes. It, well, it's on Amazon. Yeah, well, that means it's available everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Kleeman. Great having you on, sir. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Dr. Thomas J. Kleeman, again, the book is called Release Yourself from Back Pain Without Opioids, The Truth Behind the Cause and the Cure for Lower Back Pain. See, you knew what you were talking about. That's I, I good. do because I, I, I literally couldn't find anyone to help me. So I, yeah, I went good. through everything to try to help myself. And I have. I like it. We shall be right back with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, the Ultimate Weight Loss Program, powered by Nutmos, is having an early holiday sale. Well, you'll receive 20 to 30% off the cost of the program. Shed those unwanted pounds and look great before the holidays get here. Lose 20 pounds or more. Consumer guarantee. See website for details, ultimatewl.com. Ultimate's plan is unlike any other weight loss program out there. With over 1 million pounds lost to date, and clients like me will tell you that this is a weight loss program that works. This plan is customized for each individual person, and the Ultimate Weight Loss staff will be there for you every step of the way. They helped me change my life, and they can help you too. Start to live your healthiest life and schedule an immediate consultation in their new Edina location or Plymouth with expanded hours. And look great for the holidays. Sale ends Saturday, November 9th. Call now and save. 763-333-7337. Sometimes fun is a bum. Isn't that how the song goes? It's not. Yeah. No. I, I rolled her in here and she went, Blanky Queen. <laughs> she looked like she was meditating. You looked like you were meditating. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you, Alex, do you know anything about the, God, what's it called? The Savita diet? Savita. Savita. It's what Gandhi followed his whole life. No. Gandhi was on the Savita program his whole life. There's a lot of basically nuts and fruits and vegetables. How long did he live for? Sounds delicious. Well, didn't he get shot? shot, So So that probably (laughs) probably affected him in some ways. How old was Gandhi when he got shot? didn't help him, huh? Yeah, the guy didn't help him get, from getting doesn't shot. Help him from getting shot. He got shot by a Muslim, didn't he? Or was it another Hindu? I don't remember. I know he was executed. I watched the that movie about his life. Oh, that's uh, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Ben Kingsley did a great job. He did. Uh, nope, you're not going back in the other room. Forget it. We closed it. Oh, no. You know, she's at the age right now, she doesn't believe one thing that I say to her. No. <laughs> she usually smile. goes, no. Or, 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 nah. or does she care? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, the other, that's the real problem. She didn't give her a damn. It all works out. Yeah, but yeah, is that true? Now, Gandhi was, was he assassinated by a Hindu or a Muslim? And how old was he when he died? Andy could look it up. Yeah, Panda. Let's go. I got a scratch around the way. Everybody keeps going, why do you call Andy Panda? (laughs) Nobody remembers Andy Panda. I remember Andy Panda. The cartoon character, man. It was wonderful. What? What do you got, Andrew? Let's see. He was assassinated by a Hindu nationalist. So it was a Hindu. Yeah, I knew it was a Muslim or a Hindu, one of those two. In what country? Was he killed in in India? Uh, New Delhi. New Delhi. New Delhi, yeah. And then how old was he when he died? Gandhi? Mm-hmm. Probably was 60. Was 78. He was 78? God, he looked good for 78 years old, man. Well, hey, so his diet must have worked. Yeah, Yeah. see? They're right to go there. He probably would have lived a lot longer. Well, diet absolutely does matter. I mean, 100%. 78. That's a long time back, you know. Especially back, back then. Back yeah. then. You know, the one thing that I got about Gandhi, they don't ever reveal to anybody. Hardly anyone knows. He loved metal. Uh, he loved women like three at a time. Yeah. The, but nobody ever brings he, that up. He used his clout. Uh, he certainly did. 
Hey, if you're going to work hard, you got to work the angles. <laughs> so he's a common preacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, let me run that by you guys and get your take on this, because I think I made a very good point. Catherine and I went to St. Patrick's Celtic Church, because we, we bought a, a building over in, in Edina, a, a townhouse. A building? Well, it's a townhouse. I don't know what to call it. A it's not a house. house. It's not a house. It's, it's a, a townhouse, town I guess. Anyway, so we went to St. Patrick's Celtic, Celtic Church to see what it was like. It was really good. There was a really nice, I called it a speech, and the priest looked at me like, it's either homily or sermon. sermon. <laughs> One of those two. But um, what the hell was I talking about now? I got, I got distracted because I saw Fonnie down there petting a puppy. See, you're like me. If you don't say it right away, then you forget it. That's exactly what That's why I, sometimes I interrupt and say it right away because I'll forget it. Oh, here's what it was. I said to Catherine, are you going to communion? She goes, I can't go to communion. I haven't gone to confession, confession in years. I said, why would you even go to confession ever again? I could see if doing a communal confession, like if everybody just did a silent confession. And she said, why not? And I said, why would I confess to somebody who never confessed to the fact they knew that people were raping children? Uh, you want to confess to me first, and then I'll get back to confessing you to you. I think you confess yourself. Yeah, that's it. Confess yourself. Right. Just yeah. Say it. See, actually, that. that's what Protestants do. That's what I. Yeah, but they have they, fake communion. That's not even real. Uh, <laughs> in, sugar in, in England, in England, it is still wine. I love to do that. I love to do that to Protestants. Well, it's not even a real religion. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know I was surprised. I stayed in a hotel. I stayed in a hotel this weekend somewhere and. I opened the nightstand. They still have a Bible in there. Gideon's Bible? It was a Book of Mormon. Oh, it was a Book of Mormon? Yeah. That's different. Where were you? In a hotel. Yeah, but where? In, in Minnesota. Why would they have a Mormon Bible in a what, Minnesota? Uh, uh, what, not, not Mormon. What's the religion here? The, uh, what's the big religion in Minnesota? Protestant. Well, Luth- Protestant. Lutheran. Lutheran, Lutheran. Yeah, Lutheran. Book of Lutheran. Oh, it's a book of Lutheran. The book of Lutheran. It's the same as the Bible. That's what the title says. That's what it says. It says book of Lutheran. That's what it says. Really? Yeah. I told you it was fake. You wouldn't believe me. It's probably it's probably like their doctrines, but yeah, it's not like a Bible. But it's just amazing that a national hotel chain still would buy that and put them in every single room. Yeah, no, you're out. You're right about that. Yeah. In, in 2020, it's still it's kind of crazy that they would still buy that. Isn't it weird to you that people like you know you got Protestants, you got Catholics, you got Jews, you got you know, why would you care what religion somebody else is? I don't. Well, why would you care? And if you're willing to kill somebody over that, you should start with yourself. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I know. I'm very conflicted because my ancestry I'm both Catholic and heretics. As well, there you go. That'll happen. <laughs> so That'll it's happen. Just like I'm I mean, even the, the Christians killed more people than anybody in oh, history at one time. I mean, the Christian Crusades were just—they killed everyone that didn't become Christian. So they all killed lots of people. They did. So yes. it's just the Ottoman Empire did a pretty good job killing yeah. people too. Yeah. Let's not. So if you're going to kill somebody, so over did religion, the Romans. So, so I the mean, Romans, yeah. you know, so we got plenty of killing in our history. Yes. No, it doesn't true. matter who it is. It's very, very true. Well, like I said, tribes and. Africa kill each other over the shape of their nose these days. Right. I mean, come on, man. What are you doing? So I don't know. It's, uh, But don't you think that's a good point? Why would I confess to you when you guys knew this was going on and you never confessed? I think you should just confess to yourself. That's, I yeah. would never even think of going to confession no, again. I would no never. way. I used to have to do it every every week when I went to Catholic school. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Every Saturday. Brutal. It's all true. You had to do it every Saturday. And, then, and the priest knows who you are. No, God, yes. Of course he knows who you are. Absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, my my voice dropped at 11, so I'm like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's like, hey, Tom, how you doing? How's everything going with you? I think, they, I think you? they could see through those things, the ones we had. I, yes, you could. The ones you we had, you could see yes. jokes. I could see him. But, I mean, if somebody wants to, be, wants to live a, a holy or at least religious life, and they're not harming anybody else, why would you care what religion they are? No, They're I, living a peaceful listen, life. Religion can, can put a lot in your life. Absolutely. You know, if you're lost or something, religion's a great place I couldn't agree you. more. I think it's a great idea, to tell you the truth. Catherine and I, we, it was nice going there with her. Yeah. I still go to, we go to church every couple times a year just to get a fresh look on things. Can I rat her out and you guys won't tell her? She might hear the show. But. She might hear the show, but... So we're in line. We're standing in line waiting to go to communion, right? And she's in front of me, and all of a sudden she just goes right around me and leaves, goes out the back. 
I'm like, what's that? Apparently she's locked into this confession thing, but that wasn't it. You know why she got out of line? So I, I go to confession, I go back, and then all of a sudden she appears back at the pew and we're sitting there. I said, why did you get out of line? She goes, I had to fart. <laughs> Sometimes when you got a fart, you got a fart, man. <laughs> yeah, when you got a fart, you got a fart. That's all there is to it. Once in a while. I mean, there's... not like Daisy farts. Daisy <laughs> farts. Oh, they just have to come out. God. My eyes water. Honestly, God, that was a fart right there. But no, I think, I, I just don't understand why people want to argue over religion or any of that stuff. It makes no sense to me. If you, if you live a happy life and you're not harming anyone else, you're trying to make everybody else's life better, good. I'm glad. Whatever religion you are, that's fine. You know what? People want to argue about anything anymore. Yeah. They oh, do, don't they? Anything. Doesn't anything you got, I'll argue. You can, you can say, have a nice day. Oh, wait a minute. Say that to me. And I'll, do, and I'll be the average free person. <laughs> hey, Tom, have a nice day. What? Are you harassing me? <laughs> Up yours. You don't know me. That's what I thought. Exactly. Like, you, you don't, don't know, know me. Like, Have a nice day. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, okay. Well, it's uh, a little interesting. No, it's the world's going crazy. <laughs> it really is. I've seen it all, man. And this Western imperialism thing is taken front and center. I will guarantee you that. It's just, what is she doing out there? She's, She's singing. Making up a song about being at the top. <laughs> I have to go potty? Is that what she just sang? She was like, we're here at the podcast. <laughs> I have to go potty. You have to go potty? You have to go potty? You got to drop a deuce? Okay. God, I hope not. I'll be there for an hour. <laughs> You're never coming back. It's I really, know. There she is. I, I have to go days. potty. <laughs> so well, funny. She, knows she makes it known. Yeah, that's true. Very <laughs> Carol I, I, Burnett of her. I love Carol Burnett. I know. God, what a sweetheart of a woman. Last you know, time she was I, on this show, she said... I have mixed emotions. About Carol Burnett? Yeah. Because Why? I, because I was very close friends with her daughters. With her daughters? Yeah. Really? And, and she wasn't close to her daughters? No. That's what I've heard. She would yeah. buy them stuff. Eh, who doesn't do that? But she wasn't really... A mother to them. Oh, she wasn't? Nah. God, I love Carol Burnett. What are you doing to me? She just wasn't, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's too bad. I've heard that before, though. But she wasn't a booze hound like they tried to claim oh, in no, the National Enquirer. Oh, no. no. I've Remember been to her house. She has, a, she has this big wall. It's called the Wall of Shame. And it's all pictures of people doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. It's really? awesome. Yeah, yeah. Really? She lives in old Hollywood, like the old part. Oh, she does? Yeah, the original. The original part? Like, yeah. Well, oh, that's nice. I like that part. Yeah. It's not safe, though, is it? Uh, it's, well, that's where she lived 10 years ago, not yeah. 15 years ago. I'll it. Yeah, I don't know how safe that is now, man. It's east. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, like I said, we, I think that if we stop focusing on things like what your uh, religion is, what your race is, what your gender is, what your orientation is, just everybody is treated the same, no matter what your religion, what your whatever. Just treat everyone the same. Isn't that the great answer? That's the answer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's, it's an impossible task. Why? It's just been going on since mankind, since the beginning of mankind. You're not going to fix that. Something in our DNA. Well, I guess. Not all our DNAs, but yeah. the majority of the world. I just, I don't know. We went to this this uh, mass on Sunday. People could not have been nicer. You just it was, it was a great message. I, mean, I just saw this protest in Iran there. There's thousands and thousands of people chanting death to America. I mean, death to America. <laughs> Eastern imperialism. I mean, how are you going to fix is. that? Eastern imperialism. They imp teach yeah. little kids when they're three, phonies age. Death to America. Death to America. Well, they're stupid. I'm sorry, but anybody believes that kind of thing is a moron. Just brainwashing it, you know, at a massive number. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of moron Americans, there's no doubt about that, shoulder to shoulder with them. What the hell is that? Mm. Halftime. It wasn't me. I thought it was me, but it's not. It wasn't me either. I don't know what's it all like about. It like one of those vibrating football games. That's what I, yeah. that's what I thought, too. <laughs> what a waste of time those things were. Oh, God. Two seconds. Oh, well, let me line them all up again. I played with it for like a, like a half an hour. I said, oh, yeah. threw it in the box, yeah. never touched it again. Yeah. Who's got that one that would vibrate just in a circle? <laughs> no, the, the, worst, the worst one's the hockey one. You can never score a goal. It's oh, impossible. Really? Oh, it's impossible. There's a hockey one? I didn't even know there was a hockey one. Oh, there was yeah. football. No, there's a hockey one. Uh, there was, is. Yeah. I don't know who came up with that game. That was. <laughs> I'm sure Warner Brothers probably. No, it Aurora. That was no. terrible. Was it Aurora? I don't know, but it. I'll look it up. What made you think? Okay, let's just put this this 
metal plate that vibrates and yes. put little dudes on it. Yep. There's no skill. There's no skill to it. There's <laughs> no. they just go where they're gonna go. They go where they're gonna go, and you can line them up all you want. They're not <laughs> going. I'm sorry. You can oh, line them up all day if you want. Although that might be a game you might have to get high for to actually enjoy it. Well, that's right. Well, video games have blown all that thing. Oh my God! There was a thing on America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. This dad comes in and goes to his little boy and little girl. You kids, all you ever do is sit in front of that television set and play video games. I'm sick of it. Go outside and play. So all of a sudden he hears nothing. He's like, they're not even making any noise. They must be having a ball out there, you know. And that they're not whining at the door trying to get back in. They must be having a great time. He looks over and they're walk looking through the window at a video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it's the same concept. Unbelievable. All the kids today, all they do is sit. On YouTube and watch other people play video That's games. That's exactly on what YouTube. these kids were doing. Yeah, it's very. I'm like, uh, don't get it. I don't, I don't understand either. it either. That is weird. And I, you still play a lot of video games? Not as many, much as I used to, but oh, you don't. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never even tried one. I the only no. time I ever played video games no. when I was a kid, I had a Nintendo. And, you know, and at that time, if you wanted to beat the game, you had to sit and play the whole game. Yeah, you we did, couldn't yeah. save anything like no. they do now. The only time I ever played it was when the weather was crappy outside, or it was like yeah. in the winter when it was too cold. Um, I don't have the int- attention span to sit I don't in front either. of a TV for eight hours. I can't do it. So actually, no. the first the first vibrating electric football box game came out in 1949. What? Oh, yeah. that had to have been high tech back then. Saw it earlier. Tudor. It's the, the company was called Tudor. T U D O R. Tudor. Source for electric football, and they ran mm. they ran it all into the 70s, same company. Oh, wow. Tudor. <laughs> yeah, if you look at it, it's pretty, uh, you know, it's, the, it's pretty nice. Is there a picture of me going, this sucks. <laughs> it Dave sucks. And I that bought, is nice looking. It's nice looking. Bought, yeah, well, Dave and I bought one for the boys as a joke, because they have all these video games and everything. Oh, God. <laughs> for Christmas, we found one, and we bought it for him as a joke. It's like, here, have fun with this. <laughs> yeah, here, this be a ball. <laughs> Oh, it's time to go, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, did you learn anything today about your neck, your back, anything? I think I taught him some stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> Boy, look at the time. We'll see you tomorrow with the family. <laughs>